Yo, what's going on, guys? It's BRJ back with another uh, BRJ Weekly, BAP Weekly. Uh, haven't done it in a couple weeks, so it's not weekly, I guess. But uh, episode three or four here, we got a lot to talk about. Let's get right into it. Um, we're going to talk about NFL, NCAA today. First, we're going to talk about the NFL, the direction of the league, and the new ownership with Derek Hines who has been helping me out a lot um, running the regular season and just keeping it up to date because we are behind with the NFL. But he's all the way up to week three, taking him a couple of days. Um, NCAA is on week six, just completed week six. Arizona State just upset USC at home. Um, yeah, tough day for the Trojans. It's all right, though. Uh, you, let's talk about NFL, though. Uh, don't doing a great job. A lot of people are... Some people are negative about it, but it's okay. He's pushing activity, which is good. Uh, everything's been going pretty well. Scripts are cool. He's doing some pretty in-depth scripts. We'll see how, how long it takes till he's tired of doing that. We'll see. But um, got some new ownership. The Saints and the Buccaneers needed some new owners. I want to say what happened. The Saints is Coach LeVar, and the Buccaneers are Coach Stewart. Two guys who I think will do good things. Um... A lot of people are very upset at the trades that Mr. LeVar made today when I honestly was a little bit of a fan. Um, now, the trade for Austin Griffin to New England for only a first-round pick and a not good running back, yeah, that was a bad trade. It was. But let's look at the positives for the Saints here. Um, Austin Griffin is 32 years old, meaning he's got six years left in the tank, meaning... He's got maybe like two to four really good years left, or good, 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 great elite years, you know? He's a 94 overall. He's playing, now he's playing on a pretty, not a bad Patriots team, but not a great Patriots team. They don't have many weapons for him. The defense is okay. Um, so, I mean, like, is it really that bad of a loss for the Saints? No, he's getting a first-round pick from a team that might not make the playoffs, so, I mean, it's so, it's solid, it's solid conversation, it's not crazy, but I think the, the other trade he made, um, with the Bears, where he got three picks, two first, and a second, for Devontae Hardy, basically, I thought that was a pretty good trade, to be honest, I think Hardy's a little bit overrated as a receiver in the NFL, people see him as, like, the best receiver in the NFL, and he's not, there's guys like Josh Joshua, who are better than him, so I think the Saints getting some picks out of it will help. Will those picks be that great? Probably not. They'll probably be the 20s. The Bears are a playoff team for sure. This helps the Bears uh, some real chances, of course. But I still think the Saints getting three picks out of it is a good good deal, in my opinion. I think it's not. I think it's a pretty good trade. And then the other trade for Holloway. They traded Holloway for uh, Jimmy Witten, who's a solid young quarterback and a, a second-round pick and a bum safety. I think that's a good uh, trade. Um, Holloway doesn't care about the NFL or Tayon Holloway. He doesn't care about it anymore. So, you got Jimmy Wynn, a quarterback who has potential, could get really good in the future. You never know. I think it's a win-win, a win-loss trade. I mean, it could go either way. I think, I think the Saints win, though. So, I don't think people are really overreacting to that Austin Griffin trade. I don't really think it's that big a deal. And the other trade, uh... With the Jets and Billings, the Jets completely won. They traded two future second-round picks for a, a good running back in Isaac Hines, who just needed a good situation. And then Adonis Burks, a quarterback, who I think is going to be the backup there. So I'm not really sure what the direction of the Jets is for that. But the Bills are in complete tank mode, so good for them, I guess. They got some picks. 
But uh, yeah, Heinz doing a good job. He's um, just doing what he can, I guess. I don't know. He's been a uh, what's the word? Pretty organized so far. He's done everything that I've wanted him to do, and and some more. Whitaker's helping out still. I think those are the main two that are really doing stuff right now. I could be wrong. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's those um guys. Um, let's talk about a big a big team right here. CJ Slay, the Rutgers receiver transferring, sitting out this year. It's a little it's a bad is it a bad look for Rutgers? Maybe. I saw some screenshots that were saying, oh, this is the best place for me. Like, literally from last night from Slay. And now he's transferring one of the best receivers, best young receivers in the league. Rutgers currently unranked. After a tough um a tough loss last week. But, um... Hold on, sorry. Yeah, Rutgers is a solid team, though. I don't know why he's leaving. I really don't know. I, I've heard, heard some rumors of where he might be going, but I'm not going to look too far into that because that's speculation. He's got all, all season to decide where he wants to go. He'll be Richard sophomore next year and be eligible to play for any team he wants. That's not in the Big Ten. Um... I mean, is it a good move? I'm gonna... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened internally, but... I think he should have stayed, honestly. But if he finds somewhere good, that's cool. You know, good for him. That's about it for that. Let me know y'all opinions on that. Uh, I guess we should just go into questions now. Since there's not really too much talk that I really want to talk about. I think the ancient question is a little bit more fun. Why didn't I use C.D. Lamb player picture for Dakari Robinson? Dakari Robinson, you were wide receiver three and you committed there, so I decided not to give you a guy like C.D. Lamb. Gotta preserve those really good player models sometimes. I'm sorry about that, but you, knowing how your career has gone, I think you could have deserved it. Talk about the game of the week. Um, USC and Arizona State. In my opinion, I gave Arizona State the win because I thought they wanted it a lot more than USC did. Um, was this was the gap that large? Not really. Um, USC is probably a better team on paper, but Arizona State has a really good team as well, so I can't, you can't knock them for that. Arizona State's a legit team in this league this season for sure. So is USC. USC's got some youth, but they also have uh, seniority on their team, so it's a little bit of a mix. Um, there's still a lot of opportunities for both of these teams to make it to the playoffs, so it's not the end of the world for the USC Trojans. Um, but I do believe if Arizona State wins out, they'll be in the Pac-12 championship over USC, so that's a little tough. Got hope for some good things to happen. We'll see. But I think Arizona State deserves the win, so it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. It happens. Shit happens. Uh, Burks asked, who were the top five most exciting players so far, and who are the most underperforming players? That's, like, a hard one to really do, because, like, I don't really, I don't know. I can, let me look, let me look through some posts, see if I can find exciting players. Um, I think Shamar Stevens has been a good player. I don't know if he's exciting, but he's done what he needs to do at Georgia to get them where they are. Cam Copeland's been pretty exciting at Miami. He's had a good season. 
Um, Mars Garrity's been as exciting as ever. I think he's trying to push for that Mac, and he's had a great year so far. Um, let's see what else I can find. That deserves some some hype, some recognition. Um. Sorry, Jaquan Sitt's been a good player. I wouldn't call him like exciting, but he's had a good season so far. Isaiah Matthews has been a good uh, defensive end for the Seminoles, along with Xavier Farage Jr. has been a pretty exciting player to watch for the Knolls as a quarterback. As the quarterback. Underperforming, I would go Jamari Pickens. The Minnesota receiver has been a little underperforming, and I'm sure Aaron knows why. Um, due to inactivity issues and... Uh, stuff like that um tcu in general has been pretty underperforming rob rogers and jack griffin jr have been a little underperforming <clears throat> um let's see who else can i find that's been a little underperforming hmm northwestern's been a little underperforming you i feel like i don't know that's, these are a little, this is tough. It's kind of hard to find, like, underperforming people that people. Stanford's Trishon James has been a little, a little unimpressive, in my opinion. But Jadavion Cook, the running back there, is a pretty exciting player. I like him. Um, I think Seismus, I think I'm going to say Seismus Dugas. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure. The Ohio State quarterback's been pretty exciting. So, shown flashes of being a star in this league, so I like him. A lot from what I've seen. Let's see what I got. Uh, let's go with another question. <laughs> what is the daily routine? My daily routine. I wake up. Uh, I do bad stuff, I guess, during my day. During my weekdays, I'm honestly like doing whatever. Homework and uh, bad stuff or playing Madden for a little bit. Since I don't really have to go to school, I have, like, class for, like, an hour twice a week. It's really not that big a deal since I'm, I have college classes, so. And then I work at 4 or 5 p.m., so around 3 to 4, depending on the day, I have to get ready or drive there because it's, like, 30 minutes to get there, 25 minutes. And, yeah, I've got to put air in my tire, like, every day because I got, a, I got like a screw in my tire, and they plugged it, but, like, it loses air all the time. So, like, I'll be at, like, 35, and it goes down to, like, 20 overnight. It's kind of annoying, but I make it work. And then I go home after work, and I uh, do bad stuff, or I do homework, and then I go to sleep, and I just, I watch YouTube and all that good stuff, like, normal person does. Or I play Wiffle Ball outside, or, you know, I do whatever. And if I don't work, I'm just continuing on doing whatever the hell I'm doing during the day. Are the Giants real contenders in the NFL? Uh, no, they are not. They don't have enough depth on their team. I'm sorry, Yuli, but you may have the best quarterback and running back in the league, but I don't think you're legit. I don't think you're legit. I don't think your defense is good enough. I don't think it is. With Slay leaving, will Gerald James and Peter Downs make a bigger impact? I mean, obviously, I guess. The best what could have been scenarios in BAP. Um... That's, like, really hard, Mr. Neon. Uh, there's, so, there's, like, a bunch that you could say, but, like, I don't really know exactly. 
Um, what I saw the other day was like, what if um, David Partrice committed to Boise State? That was kind of funny. Like, he would have been terrible. He would have probably transferred. It's funny. But I'm not really sure. I, there's, I, it's so hard to speculate. I don't really remember, like, oh, I almost went there and it could have changed my whole career. But I don't really know, honestly. Hmm. Well, you guys had to stop asking for my natty predictions and stuff like that. Like, I, you do realize I do pick who wins the natty, right? I, okay. Ian Smokes asks, should I leave SMU? They don't seem to be active. Um, I would be just more active in the team chat and try to produce activity from your team. Ask coach what's up. See what the plan is, the direction of the team. If you don't, if you're not down with it, try to transfer. Do that before you, you play your four games so that you can uh, play next year with a redshirt. So, I don't know. That's just something you got to figure out yourself and try to figure out without just giving up on the team. Is Andre with the top five cor- top 15 corner and top three in the a- ACC? Yes, to both questions. Who are the top SEC contenders? You got A&M, who's number four in the rankings, I believe. You got Bama, who's at like eight. LSU's at three. Three, I think, and then you got um, Georgia is at like 15, and Kentucky is unranked right now. Uh, Heisman watch. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I would go Jaquan Sit, the Minnesota running back. I would go. Who else would I go? Uh, I'm kind of blanking right now. Hold on. I would go Lane the third, the Oregon quarterback. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I want to go him. <sighs> Shit. I would go Andrew Partrice, the LSU quarterback. Those are my first two. Um, I'm trying to think of like uh guys that are should be up there. Peyton Thornton, Texas quarterback. I guess you could put him up there. Debo Alice, LSU corner. I would put him up there. I really would. Isaac Lopez, AM D tackle, or Colby Crow Jr., the Bama quarterback. Um maybe Xavier Frog Jr., the Florida State quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe James Parker from USC, the receiver. That's tough. I don't know. The best defenses in the league. USC is the top five defense. Arizona State is the top five defense. Texas is the top five defense. Minnesota is the top five defense. And then my last top five defense. Probably AM. LSU's up there. Bama's kinda up there. Texas is kinda up or I put Texas top five, sorry. Um Baylor's close to up there, probably top ten. Uh Ohio State's kinda up there. A, little, a lot of unknown guys, but they got some good guys on there. Um, I don't forget something. Florida State's got a pretty good defense, and Boston College is pretty good defense too. So those are like my top ten right there. Is Sap is Wesley Sappington? I I a top ten quarterback right now. That's so tough. I don't know if you are honestly. I feel like you're definitely top fifteen. But can I name ten that are better than you right now? Let's see. Patrice, 
Colby Crow Jr., Xavier Frost Jr., Lane the Third, Duke Prensky is definitely up there ahead of you right now. Who else? Jackson Manning. Jackson Manning is also a Heisman contender. I forgot about him. Jalen Hobbs. I'll put ahead of you. Jackson Allen is also a Heisman contender. That's eight. I put you in the nine, the nine to nine to twelve range with like Herbert Cortez and oh, Peyton Thornton too. It's probably like nine, probably like ten to twelve range. And Victor Prime and Seismus Dugas and Jordan Speed is a good one. And Evan Kelly Jr. is really good. And Shamar Stevens is top nine. You're probably like ten or eleven, Sappy. I'm sorry, man, but you got time, man. You got time. Don't worry. Don't worry. A lot of FSG questions I'm not going to answer. I don't know. Top three recruits from the past five years. How did they turn out? That's interesting. I mean, I do that like almost in the in the magazines every year, kind of. But I'll, I'll, let's look over them in a minute. Hold on. Best players to invest in from Bab Panini. Um, invest in Jackson Allen. Invest in... Eli Jones, invest in Duke Prensky, maybe, invest in Jackson Manning, invest in AJ Gaines, uh, shoot, invest in Isaiah Matthews, alright, top three recruits from the last five years, let's see how they've turned out, some of these are pretty bad too, so, we're gonna go, that's 45. Let's go last year's top three recruits. We had Tiki White, the running back from USC, Leo Sosa Jr., the DB from going to Oregon, and Elijah Armstrong, the safety Northwestern. Tiki White's had a good role in the USC offense thus far. Leo Sosa Jr.'s had flashes of being good at Oregon thus far, and Elijah Armstrong's also had flashes. They're too young to tell on those three, so we're going to go to the next one. 2044, top three recruits. Kobe Crow Jr., the quarterback. From who went to Florida, but is now at Alabama. He definitely is panned out very well. He's a Heisman contender right now, in my opinion. Number two, Debo Alice, the corner to LSU. He has also panned out very well and is a Heisman contender, in my opinion. And third, you got CJ Slay, the Rutgers receiver, who's transferring right now. That's all you need to really know about him. He's still got a lot of time left, though. Don't worry about that. 20, 42, 43 recruits now. You got Jackson Manning, Carter Grappella, and Enzo Maximus. Jackson Manning's at Notre Dame now and is a Heisman contender, so I, I want to say he's panned out. Carter Capella is still at Oregon, but he is a complete bust. And then Enzo Maxmith, the safety, who went to UNC, but now he's at Boston College. He's had a good career thus far. Is he better than his, the guys right below him, AJ Gaines? Probably not, but he's had a good career thus far. Nothing to be ashamed of. 2042 recruits, Okuda Sanders, Jamari Pickens, and Rashawn Schultz. Akuda Sanders has definitely not panned out. Jamari Pickens has been good, but it's falling off a little bit this year. Rashawn Schultz has been good and is a good part of that uh, Texas A&M defense that might win a national championship this year. They might. They're up there. They're like number four. Here before that, you got Jamal Jeffries, Zaire Gonzalez, and Nick Carter the fourth. Nick Carter the fourth is terrible. Got kicked out of the league. That's tough. And then you got Zaire Gonzalez. Who's a good player for Oregon? Is he a Jim Thorpe? Winner level, I'm not 100% sure on that. 
I would probably lean towards no. There's definitely guys that are probably better than him right now. And then you got Jamal Jeffries, who uh, a little bit of a bust. I'm not just gonna go with that. I don't want to go any more farther. But uh, yeah. following along with the league, you'll you'll see those guys for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Jamal Jeffries went undrafted actually in the NFL draft this past season. So that's tough. That's the number one recruit. Hopefully Tiki White does not um, end up like that. But, um, yeah, guys, I don't really know what else I should talk about. Um, uh, sorry for going pretty slow in week five. Week six went fast, though. It took me, like, two days or one day. One day? Okay. Um, I'm gonna maybe post week seven schedules tonight, along with eight people and the players of the week, of course. Um, trying to get the season going, you know? Trying to get some good games in, and everyone have fun, and... Uh, I do want to talk about what it takes to win game. And I think that's a really big topic that a lot of people aren't thinking about. So, if you're a coach and you are a very negative about your team, like, or when you lose a game, you're like, oh, I knew it. Or, oh, that's BS. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I guessed that was going to happen. How can you expect to win when you're predicting your team to lose and you're, like, thinking, oh, we're going to lose, like, that's just bad coaching. That's bad. That's bad mentality. As a coach, you gotta get your guys active and you gotta get your guys prepared and positive to win. That's how you win games. You gotta just want to win. You gotta want to win. You gotta have a good roster and you gotta be active and all that good stuff. You guys know how it is. So when you're just negative all the time, it does not help you whatsoever. I promise you, it just makes you look worse. It just makes you look worse, and it makes you look worse in recruiting. Honestly, in my opinion. If I if I would I don't want to commit to a coach that's so negative after they lose and is just an asshole about it. It's just stupid, honestly. And uh, as a player, you just you gotta be the same way. You cannot just be like, oh, I knew we were gonna lose. Like what? Why are you even playing if you knew you were gonna lose? Like what the fuck? Like what's the point, dude? Like it's just bad. I think it's I think it's bad. Everyone thinks it's just activity, but if you're just negative and are selfish. And you don't want, if you're just looking for your own stats and you're not looking out for the team, then you just messed, you got messed up, man. That's not how you win games. It's just not how you win games. You got to want to win. And you can see that the USC Arizona State game. I honestly, I'll say it myself. Arizona State definitely wanted it more than USC did. So part of that goes on me. I should have tried to get my guys more active and pump them up and get their will to win up. But we got a lot of time left in the season to correct our mistakes and uh, hopefully keep winning. But uh, I'll figure that as a team. You figure out your team. But uh, shout out Arizona State. They deserve the win. Coach Martello and Coach Frazier done a good job there. So um, that's, I'm okay with a loss. It's okay. It happens. I can take a loss like a champ. I'm not going to pout over it. Like, it's really not that difficult, guys. Um, so, yeah, just don't be selfish. Want to win and be a team player, dude. One loss doesn't kill your season it doesn't don't transfer after a loss that kills it just kills your your vibe it honestly does i don't i don't think i want to recruit people who want to want to transfer after losing a game like that's just bad mentality you got to have a good mentality to win that's what separates great team or elite teams from great teams so that's all just a little rant on that real quick um so yeah I will see you guys all later. That's all I got for you guys today. So I think this will be a good little 25-man podcast. Um, 
everyone stay safe out there. Don't get corona. Wear a mask. Uh, all that good stuff. Uh, make money. Live happy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace.